Salutations, friend, and welcome to The Profit Scale. This is the podcast for service-based coaches, consultants, and creatives looking to stop living paycheck to paycheck, pay themselves more, and scale their business beyond the six-figure plateau, all without the overwhelm of 60-plus hour work weeks. I'm your host and income strategist, RJ Connell. And if you're looking to collect more coins, stop dropping coins, or grow your business sustainably, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Turn up the volume and lean in because we're about to get started. Salutations, friend, and welcome back to another conversation. I'm your income strategist, RJ Connell, and today we're discussing what it means to be the CEO versus the employee of your business. Here's the thing. Even if you're currently the only person who runs your business, and right now you're the customer support, social media manager, the talent who works with the clients, the bookkeeper, human resources, and the entire sales team, there's still a crucial role that you must fill if your business is going to grow, and that's the role of the CEO. So let's start off by defining what the role of the CEO is and the role of an employee. And then we're going to break down three different ways that you can step into the role of the CEO in your business more regularly. Sound good? All right, let's jump right in. I define the role of a CEO as the leader in the business. The CEO is responsible for establishing and casting the vision of the business and aligning the actions of the leadership team and the working team to serve that vision. They're responsible for protecting the vision by ensuring that new opportunities, systems, programs, and procedures support the bigger vision while also ensuring that the business is moving constantly in the direction of the destination while also making corrections when the business veers off track. How I define the role of an employee is a person who executes the vision of an organization by applying their skills in a particular section or area of the business. The CEO is concerned with the business as a whole, while an employee looks at a specific department, job, or role. While the CEO is responsible for establishing and casting the vision, the employee is responsible for the hands-on, day-to-day actions that help to bring the vision to life, but they don't necessarily play a role in establishing it. When you're operating as a CEO, your day might look like meetings with potential partners or sponsors, reviewing the financials with your accountant, checking in with your leadership team to see how you can support them, and organizing or communicating your goals for the week, month, quarter, or year. A day in the life of an employee could be answering client support emails, creating your opt-ins or your webinar deck, writing the transcript for your podcast, posting on your social media pages, or writing copy for you. As you can see, these two days look very different, and yet both of them are crucial and important. You might be the only employee working in your business right now, which means that you're playing all the roles from customer support to graphic design to social media manager to bookkeeper to content creator. And trust me when I say I know how that feels. You're literally all the departments at any given time. When a client has a question about their invoice, that email comes to you. When your website won't let people schedule their discovery sessions properly, that's you. When your email marketing software is sending out the wrong email sequence, you're on it. And when your client's payments are late, guess who's the one sending that, hey, just a friendly reminder that your invoice was due two days ago email. (laughs) Yep, that's you too. I know you're thinking, yes, RJ, I am literally all the things. (laughs) Friend, I feel you. And I'm laughing because that was me too. 
And let me tell you, it gets exhausting and it can feel really overwhelming at times. As your business grows, your to-do list also grows along with it. And yet the amount of time and energy you have available to continue to do all the things continues to decrease. And did I mention that you also have more clients to serve? So there's also that. So listen, the good news is that there's a way to manage it all. And hear me now, I didn't say do it all, I said manage it all. But the hard news is that it requires you to step out of your business and to work on your business instead of in it. The struggle with only playing the role of the employee in your business is that you become reactive. You do things as they come instead of planning for what you want to see. You fix the problems when they happen instead of preventing them from happening at all. It also means you take opportunities and sometimes even clients that probably aren't for you instead of positioning yourself to attract your ideal clients who are also willing to pay top dollar for what you offer. In order for you to grow your business, you're going to need a strategy. And strategizing is not the job of the employee. It's the job of the CEO. And that's why you have to step out of your business and work on it and not in it so that you can put a strategy in place that allows all the things to still get done, even if they're not being done by you. I call these CEO days, and the idea behind it is to have a regularly scheduled time period where you work on instead of in your business. And there's even more great news. You don't have to stop running your business in order to do this. You can make it work no matter what stage you're at in your individual business, and I'm about to tell you how. I'm about to break down three different ways that you can make CEO days work without dropping the ball on any of your client work and without missing out on any coins. So make sure you lean in and turn up the volume and be ready to take some notes. First things first, step one is to schedule your CEO time regularly and in advance. I recommend setting aside a minimum of one full eight-hour day at least once every quarter to work on your business. If you can take two full days to do this, that's even better, but at least one day is a good place to start for now. If you have a really heavy client load or you're still working your nine to five and can't afford to be out of your business or off of work for a full day, then break up the eight hours into two-hour sessions split between four consecutive days. The key here, though, is that they have to be consecutive. If that's still really tough for you to do, then break it up even further into eight one-hour sessions spread over eight consecutive days. Again, they have to happen back-to-back so that you can keep that momentum going. So pull out your calendar right now and decide which time frame works best for your business and actually block that time off on your calendar. Again, as in like right now, as you're listening to this, (laughs) but seriously, pull out your calendar and do this. (laughs) When you actually get it on the calendar, you're more likely to follow through. If there's one thing I've learned, it's that if you don't take control of your calendar, it will take control of you. And the whole point of these CEO days is to be proactive. So pull out your calendar right now in this moment and block off that time, at least for this particular quarter. If you're busy right now and you physically can't access your calendar, then tell Siri or Google or Alexa or whichever artificial intelligence you use to set a reminder for you to block off time on your calendar and then come back to it when you can. Now that there's a designated time set aside to work on your business, step number two is to plan out what you're going to work on during that time. 
So yes, you're actually going to plan out what you're going to plan out during that time period. (laughs) If you're naturally a strategizer, then you hear the word planning and you're super excited, just like I am. You break out the special stationery, your planner, all of your 10 calendars, you brew your tea and you're like, I am ready for this. And if you're naturally an executor, you're already thinking about ways to get out of this. Like, hmm, I wonder if this is something I can outsource to my VA. Or maybe you're thinking, I already know what I have to do and I'm already doing it. Well, friend, trust me, this is not the same kind of doing that you're used to. And no, you can't outsource this to your VA. So don't you dare. We're going to get this done and I promise it will be as painless as possible. During your CEO day or CEO hours, if you've broken them up like that, there are four pillars of your business that I want you to plan for. I call these the four C's of scaling, and I've actually put them together inside of a worksheet for you so that you can download and follow along, or at least revisit when you have more time. So you can click the link in the show notes to download the worksheet, or you can head over to rjconnell.ca forward slash five, and you can access the worksheet there. So let's jump in. These are the four C's. Number one is captivate. Number two is coin conversion. Number three is capacity. And number four is cash flow. So pillar number one, Captivate. This pillar refers to how you attract your ideal clients to you. It's the methods and systems that you have in place right now or that you need to put in place to increase awareness in your business and let other people know that you're here and ready to collect coins. That can be through the videos that you post on YouTube, or maybe your strategy is guest blogging or being a guest on other people's podcasts, or maybe speaking on stages or growing your Instagram account or through paid advertisements. This pillar is all about awareness and attracting clients to you. And it's one of the areas that you need to strategize for during your CEO days. Pillar number two is conversion. And that deals with how you convert those ideal clients into paying clients. At this stage, we're talking specifically about converting into a paying client and not onto your email list or engagement or anything else like that. We're talking about coin conversions here. So maybe your coin conversion mechanism is actually through the webinars that you do when your program is ready to open up or when you're ready to accept new clients. Or maybe you do sales calls or maybe you hold live events or sell from the stage. What we're looking at here is how you make your sales and how you get people to actually pay you. And again, if your business is going to continue to thrive, then this is one of the areas that you have to continue to strategize for, even if you have something that's already working. Pillar number three is less often talked about, and it refers to your ability to serve your clients. In the product-based world, this is also referred to as fulfillment. Now, capacity also looks at areas like how many clients you can take on with the time that you have available. But it also looks at who do you need to hire in order to help you support those clients, whether that's through client support requests or to make sure that invoices are sent out or paid on time, or whether that's to make sure that your clients are just enjoying their experience while working with you. Capacity essentially asks, once I captivate and convert my ideal client, what will I need to serve them? And do I have any gaps in that area? These are some of the things that you want to consider when you're analyzing the capacity that your business has to serve right now, but also to serve as you grow. And lastly, pillar number four is cash flow. If you want to grow your business, you need capital. And that doesn't mean you need to borrow money, but it does mean that you have to manage what you have extremely well. 
Cash flow is one of those things that if you don't plan for it, it won't be there when you need it. So that's why you take time out of your business and during your CEO days, you work on making sure there's a strategy for your cash flow plan. Each one of these pillars is crucial to both sustaining and growing your business. And now that you have a better idea of what each one of them are, let's break down some of the questions you'll ask to help you navigate your CEO days in step number three. So the last step is to run through these critical questions that you're going to ask and apply to each one of the pillars that we just covered. The questions you're about to ask and answer are to help you prepare for your CEO days. They're meant to get your brain turning now so that when the time comes to actually create your strategy, you know exactly what to work on. You're going to answer each one of these questions for each pillar in your business. You don't have to answer them in full right now, but get at least one answer done for each question and each pillar. So here are the questions. Number one, what systems or processes do I have in place to support this pillar? So remember, you're going to run through each one of the four pillars and ask these questions. Question number two, what systems or processes are working well? Number three, what systems or processes or lack thereof are preventing me from working with more clients or serving my existing clients better? And question number four, which process in this pillar do I need to focus on this quarter to see the most growth in my business? So let's run through an example using a nutrition coach. I'm going to run through one of the pillars, but all four of the questions so that you can get an idea of how to do this for the remaining pillars. We're going to use pillar number one, Captivate. Question number one was what systems or processes do I have in place to support this pillar? Your answer for this could be that I currently run daily Facebook and Instagram ads to my free masterclass on how to change your relationship with food. That's the primary strategy that you're using to support this pillar. Question number two, what systems or processes are working well? Your answer here could be that your Instagram ads are performing extremely well and that you have a lead cost of 40 cents per lead. Question number three, what systems or processes or lack thereof are preventing me from working with more clients or serving my existing clients better? Your answer here could be getting more help or creating a solution for the client support email so that you can serve more clients and do it at a higher level. This is just an example of how you would apply each question to each pillar, which would also help you identify what you need to focus on during your CEO days or hours. Now that you know what you need to work on, the last thing you're going to do is create a plan on how to solve those challenges that you're currently facing using questions one through three. Question number four is going to help you be proactive about growing your business and doing the tasks that will get you to where you want to go. Building on the example that I just gave of a nutrition coach, on your actual CEO day, your plan could be to create a frequently asked questions document that you introduce to your clients. And you might implement one live group support session each week to answer everybody's questions all at once. That way you'll maximize your time, but still make sure that your clients are being supported at the highest level. So even though this is a solution that you thought of, you're not actually going to start making the FAQ document in that moment. You're just planning it out so that after your CEO day is done or your CEO hours, you know exactly what to do when you move back into working in your business. 
The time you spend in the CEO role will help you identify the tasks that are going to have the most impact on your business and will help move you forward once you jump back into the role of an employee. The few hours that you spend working on your business are going to help you create your action plan and growth plan so that you know exactly what to do and execute on when you jump back into your business. It's going to help you go from being reactive to proactive and transform your busy work into efficient coin collecting work. Friend, if nothing else, take the time to answer the four questions that I gave you earlier for each pillar of your business. That alone will help you understand where to focus your energy and time in a way that will help you grow further, faster. So go ahead and download the worksheet for this episode. You can click the link in the show notes or you can head over to rjconnell.ca forward slash five to access the show notes there and go ahead and take some time today to complete it. Now, before we sign off today, I'm going to give you an accountability challenge. After you've set aside your CEO time, take a picture of it and post it on your Instagram stories and tag me in it at RJ Connell Consulting. You'll be surprised at the difference a few hours as the CEO can make in your business. So don't forget to tag me in your pictures so I can give you a shout out and keep you accountable. In our conversation next week, we're going to talk all about how charging more will actually allow you to serve your clients better. Not convinced? Well, I'm going to look at a case study not using a Fortune 500 or even a Fortune 50, but a Fortune 10 company to help me make my case. Can you guess which one I'm talking about? If not, you're going to have to tune in next week to find out. All right, friend, I will see you same time and same place next week. And until then, I wish you coins, confidence, and all the bags. Bye for now. Bye for now.